When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Welcome to the Bible Feed Podcast, a place for conversations about the Bible and faith in the modern world, where ordinary people come together to help each other understand the Bible better. Let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome to the Bible Feed Podcast. My name is Josh and thanks for joining us uh, this Easter 2021. And we are still talking about the resurrection of Jesus. Why is it still so important to Christians? Why can't we let it go? Why do we think about it? Why do we remember it? Why do we celebrate it? Um, whether you're a Christian or you're interested uh, in learning a bit more about um, the Christadelphian view of, of the resurrection and some historical evidence for it, some reasons why it's important to Christians, uh, well, you've come to the right place. Uh, I've got Nathan with me. Uh, hi, Nathan. How are you? Hello, everyone. I'm fine. Thank you. All good here. Excellent. Uh, we've also got Nathan's dog in the background, so we might have a special guest coming on a bit later. You might hear from Martha, which will be quite exciting as well. Um, but what we're going to be talking about is uh, reasons for being interested and uh, uh, and thinking that the resurrection really happened, looking at some historical evidence, and then also secondly, thinking about why it's important to Christians. Even if it's uh, something that has some historical validity and interest, what is the, uh, what's the fuel, what's driving the interest in this specific event? Um, so to, to start us off, Nathan, um, let's, uh, let's think about um, uh, reasons for belief, um, not in abstract, but uh, we're going to consider some historical data, but surely also we have to uh, address the fact that we're looking at something that's quite an extraordinary claim that somebody arose from the dead, right? I agree. And I think, well, we're going to have a look at some of the evidence um, that I find persuasive to show that Jesus did in fact rise from the dead. However, if you don't believe in God, if you say there is no God and there is no possibility of God, then anything is going to be more plausible than the resurrection, because it is an event that requires the laws of nature to be broken. Right. And if there is no God, it's not possible. So I suppose I proceed on the basis that there are perhaps other reasons that you might think there's at least a possibility that there is a God. And if there is a God, um, or if there is a possibility there's a God, then I find the resurrection, as we'll see, 
the best explanation for what happened. So we're adding those two things together, I suppose. We're going to look at some historical evidence and we're going to add it to this probability that uh, that God exists. And if we do so, then it is, it's reasonable, isn't it? And then it's rational and it makes sense to, uh, to approach the resurrection uh, uh, as something that could have happened and be interested in, in, in learning about it and, uh, and thinking about it more closely. I think that's very sure. Excellent. The other point uh, I'd just like to make quickly before we dive in um, is that uh, we are hoping um, to, uh, to, to demonstrate some, some things that are interesting and some things that are useful um, when thinking about these subjects, but also um, admit that, you know, were we presented with new evidence, uh, if it could be shown um, or that the existing um, evidence, the, the data and the stuff that we're going to look at, uh, if that was shown to be false in some sort of way, that we would hope that we would have, you know, the intellectual honesty to, to reevaluate these conclusions that we have uh, arrived at. Um, so uh, with that out of the way, let's get straight in. Uh, let's think about some some reasons to believe and, and some, think about a bit of the, uh, the, the historical evidence and, and what we're presented with. Uh, what do you want us to look at first? Sure. So I, I think the, the claim of the resurrection is based on two key points, um, on the concept that there was an empty tomb and on the concept that people claim to have seen Jesus after he had been raised from the dead. Okay. If, if you can support those two claims, then I think you have a pretty robust case for believing that Jesus, in fact, rose from the dead. So empty tomb, resurrection appearances, then I think if you can show that there is good data, good evidence for those points, um, then I think you're you're well on the road to thinking, yeah, Jesus probably did rise from the dead. Okay, so the the second point, I guess, makes sense for us um, in a historical perspective, because if people were looking for Jesus to um, rise from the dead, or if indeed they thought of that it had happened, even if they were mistaken, it's obviously something that they probably would be uh, happy telling other people about. But about that first point, the empty tomb, why is that? Uh, uh, why is that important? What what does that sort of um, help us uh, to, uh, to to understand or believe in relation to this? So I think we've got to put ourselves back into the context of the first century. Okay, you're going back to thirty-ish. AD, and you've got a bunch of Jews going around and telling people in Jerusalem that, hey, this guy Jesus, and yes, he was crucified, but he's risen and we've seen him. Um, and the first people they were preaching to were Jewish. They were the people who had put Jesus to death. Um, if those Jews could show that there was in fact a body, that the tomb wasn't empty, um, or show some evidence to the contrary. I think we would likely see that. I think we would, I think it's a reasonable expectation. Um, and the fact that these people were able to preach about Jesus in the very place he had died, um, I think tells us something um, about the nature of the claim that they're making. Right. So it, it could easily have been contested, right? Because they're in the exact same city and surroundings of where the events happen. So um, it uh, is it's, it's hard enough, you know, trying to, to work out what happens on the other side of the world these days with the with the communication and the abilities that we have with uh, with technology. But but this all happens in the same localized area, um, and it's also a claim that they're making about something that happened, um, you know, not a, not a long period of time ago. It's not some way back when thing that uh, is sort of newly being brought about. It's it's 
the, the, the local headlines uh, if you like. So there's no time period uh, involved um, that's uh, that's too expansive, right, um, from, from when we start seeing these claims being made. Absolutely. And I think that is probably one of the most important points when we're thinking about the evidence for the resurrection. So so I made, I made two points about the empty tomb and about there being uh, post-resurrection appearances of Jesus. And I think both of those, but particularly the idea that people saw Jesus after his death is incredibly well supported by evidence that is as close as one can ever expect in the ancient context to the date that those events um, were supposed to have taken place. Um, I wonder if maybe I can just read to everyone from yeah. 1 Corinthians 15, yeah. um, because I think that, that this is a really significant point in the context of thinking about think about the resurrection. So, so this is Paul, um, you know, one of the foremost individuals within the, within that early church, and this is this is what he says to some early believers that I passed to you as of first importance what I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried. And it was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. Um, and what's significant is, A, Paul is writing this, it's generally accepted in the 50s AD. So we're not we're not very far on from, from the supposed resurrection anyway. Okay. But he says, I pass unto you as of first importance what I also received. And this is a kind of a standard formula um, for saying, it's not something I'm making up now, but this is something I've actually received from other people. And when I came to you guys, when I came to see you guys, I pass this on to you. So this formula that we find in Paul's letter mm. is something that must go back earlier than his letter, earlier than his visits to Corinth. Mm. I think that takes us pretty close. Um, some claim to the 30s AD, um, but it at least takes you very close to the date of the supposed resurrection. And that's that's quite remarkable um, in, in this kind of context that we've got this claim to these pretty remarkable events um, in close proximity to when they were supposed to have happened. Mm. That, that that's that's really good because not only is, is Paul sort of saying this is something I've already told you before, so it clearly predates the, uh, the 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 writing of the letter. He's implying that he said this or something along these lines out loud to them when he was there previously. But also he's saying that it was even before I got it. Then it was something that had been given to me from from previous. So it's it's uh, uh, it's, it's establishing you know, a, a greater distance back in time, closer to the events themselves. I suppose we should um, just pause for a second to note that this is uh, Paul, who had been Saul of, uh, of Tarsus, this is a uh, a, a man whose life um, uh, is you know is is turned around, and uh, going from a um, uh, a position of, of persecuting the the church of being very anti um, this uh, this idea of Jesus of Nazareth as uh, as uh, as the Messiah as a uh, as a key figure uh, in God's plan for the uh, uh, for the world um, is turned around by um, 
uh, by the uh, uh, the vision that he sees, and uh, instead of, of, of persecuting the church, decides to uh, to instead join and become this uh, this teacher, this preacher, this this apostle, this this um, integral member of the uh, the community that he had uh, uh, previously sought to, uh, uh, to to disband and uh, uh, and stamp out. So it was a um, a pervasive uh, and persuasive um, uh, uh, set of occurrences that that turn this person's life around. We have other examples. So uh, James, uh, the the brother of Jesus, is another person who um, uh, becomes a uh, uh, an important figure in the church after previously um, it seems sort of disagreeing with the uh, uh, with the message and the intent and the actions of, of Jesus whilst he was uh, was alive. So there are also people who um, you would expect not to believe and continue not to believe who who change their minds because of of what is reported by other Christians and um, events in their own lives as well. And I think in both the con- in, in the case of both Paul and James, we've got pretty good historical data that says, yes, these people didn't believe what Jesus was saying previously, or they were against, they were hostile to the Christian way uh, and against Christianity being preached, certainly in the case of Paul. And, 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 and the fact that you have this this big turnaround is all the more remarkable when you put it in that context. Um, you kind of say, well, th- there must be something going on. There must be something happening for them that's enabled them to take this complete 180 from persecution to go and preaching Jesus everywhere they possibly can and even where they, they're not supposed to. So, so if, if there is, the, the, if we're seeing these um, these these changes, these about turns, these one eighties, as uh, as you put it, um, you're right. We have to we have to assume that something is causing this, right? We're we're, we're seeing all these different bits of evidence that um, uh, need some sort of explanation, and that is as a as a whole, as we consider um, the, uh, the the possibilities and the claims that are being made. Um, if the resurrection did happen, well, it would explain the the data that we're we're, we're seeing. Then the the pattern of things that happen um, sort of uh, after the the resurrection add up and make sense. Um, we would expect the the people to go out and start preaching and telling everyone uh, about this amazing news. And if it really did happen, and uh, and people were convinced, then maybe they had to you know perform this this one eighty in uh, in what they were thinking. Okay. Uh, are there any other um, points that you want to make about sort of historical evidence or other things that we could look at that again need some sort of explanation? And the resurrection may well be the best way to explain it. Yeah, I think it connected with this idea. You know, we referenced Paul and James. We know they were both um, coming from a Jewish context. They were you know, followers of, um, of 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 that way of life. And and suddenly they go and do something completely different. And and there's a number of these cultural changes that we see um, following the supposed resurrection of Jesus. So just to give you a few examples, um, we suddenly go from the the Sabbath on the on the Saturday um, Mm -hmm. being the most significant day uh, through to suddenly we're choosing Sunday as our key day, um, as what's known as the, you know, the, the first day when Jesus rose from the dead. We've got, a, we've got a movement from only Jews being accepted through to everyone, Jews and non-Jews, being welcomed into this, into this new faith. We've got a change in the kind of the rites associated with the faith. So in the Jewish context, you had circumcision. That was you know, the rite of passage from, for 
for for people who were born into into Jewish families. And now we've got baptism uh, in Christianity. Um, we go from a temple to people meeting anywhere they like. And I think all these things, you know, they're quite significant changes in a very short space of time. And again, it kind of leads us to say, well, so how, how did that happen? What's the best explanation for that? So I, I think those, those, those are also pretty significant points. Yeah, because they're all sort of uphill changes that you would... You, you would struggle to, to to sort of pass through these these reform changes and you know the, the way that many people had been you know practicing and demonstrating and participating in in their religious communities and sort of demonstrating their beliefs and their faith um and some of them like the day change for example if if Jesus hadn't uh, risen would it really be necessary to to you know up, up make everyone up sticks and move their calendar day of observation um uh from from what had been established on the sabbath and people you know you know swathes of their ancestors and their their fathers and their their grandmothers had all been you know um uh, observing um and and meeting for 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 prayer and readings and all these things on one day of the week to then force this this unnatural and ostensibly unnecessary change had there not been a, a particularly good reason that everyone was going to be uh, broadly on board with um it would need something quite you know seismic something massively forceful and weighty to to affect this kind of this kind of change and again yes yeah to, to to give up and to move away from things like like temple worship things that could be um that uh, that would have uh, yeah, been adhered to and would have made sense for so many people for so long there must be something driving this change there must be something informing you know these uh, these these differences that people became so insistent on that uh, that uh, that they had to you know change and form the community that they were in around these changes and again this is more stuff that's saying well what's 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 causing this current what's what's pushing all these things in this direction even if they're going against the uh, the the traditional flow even if they're you know they they're, they're going to cause problems and some divisions and some some complexity and uh, more questions to answer there's got to be something with a, a certain amount of force something with a certain amount of drive behind it and i guess our answer, my answer to that is well yeah jesus actually he really did rise from the dead and that's that's my answer to why all these things happened that's my answer to the evidence that we've got um so we've got various competing hypotheses as to what happened to cause all these things mm -hmm. um which i don't think we're going to talk about now sure. but for me if there is a god if, if if it's plausible if it's possible that there is a god then the resurrection is the best explanation for all these things um and i feel anything else feels very ad hoc okay nothing nothing quite hangs together in the way that the explanation of an actual resurrection which is the 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 claim of these people of these first christians um that's that's what makes most sense to me okay so that's that's the central claim um we'd we'd love to hear in the uh, in the comments or on uh, on on the bible feed website um if you think there is another uh, another uh, event or another series of events or pattern of events or a, a way to explain all of these changes um, that works better for you than um, the, uh, the the resurrection of Jesus? It'd be interesting to to to, to yes to, to you know enter into a dialogue about uh, about an alternative theory that uh, that we might need to consider. Uh, okay, great. So that's 
the um the 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 first half we've looked at some historical reasons um to believe or at the very least be interested in and have to come up with some sort of answer uh, as to why we see these changes why we see the evidence that we have uh, provided for us um before we move on to to the reasons that it's important nathan are there any other points you want to make that sort of broadly lie under that uh, that first category i think we'll pause there i think my only point to say would be you know we, we've just tried to capture pretty briefly some mm-hmm. some high level points um as you'd expect there are all manner of other bits of data we could look at and there are also counterpoints to, to, to these bits of data and it's important that people understand that actually okay i i think there is really good evidence for example that paul was someone who went and persecuted the first christians mm-hmm. and, and and changed his mind and i think that's pretty well accepted but across all these points there are counterpoints um and i think we've, we've tried to say well these are pretty well attested uh, bits of, of history um but they're not without dispute and uh, i think uh, probably at the end you'll probably recommend a few different resources that allow you to go and explore that and uh, and investigate that a bit further okay excellent move now to our our second uh, section um, we'll think about uh, the reasons why the resurrection is important why Christians um, are still so focused on it because uh, for uh, believers um, there is more than just sort of acquiescing and uh, uh, and being interested by the uh, by the historical evidence by by seeing that others believed it early on and seeing that they made changes um, that stemmed from uh, the, uh, the the claim of a uh, of a uh, of a resurrected Jesus. Okay, so we've been thinking about um, evidence, historical evidence, what we see um, uh, the early Christians talking about um, uh, as what they understood and what they believed to have happened, and we're going to now think about why um, those Christians and indeed Christians today, people who uh, follow Jesus, still think that the resurrection is important. What effect uh, it sort of has. So um, to introduce that to us, Nathan, how, how do we sort of link up? these these two parts together the the history and then the sort of the application stuff today so i think the the claim of of the resurrection if if we can get behind that if if we're persuaded Mm. by that um then as that kind of reframes our whole narrative of of history this is this is god entering the world to to completely change what's happening because the sort of the message of the resurrection that these first Christians go and talk about isn't just, oh, there was this prophet and and he was a really good person and he just happened to kind of be resurrected. Um, and that's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, a sort of a massive raft of implications that they take from this. And that includes the fact that the the, the risen Jesus should change the lives of people. It, sh- it should influence the lives of people who follow him. And ultimately, that that this man, Jesus, he's going to come back to earth again. He's he's going to change the world. He's going to bring bring renewal and a, a new creation is the language that's used. And, and so if, if we accept this claim of the resurrection, then I think it's reasonable that these massive implications that, that these 
first Chris Christian said would happen um, in the future, that we, we should kind of take those things seriously and we should look to try and understand that and and see what effect that has 2000 years later um okay. does that seem fair absolutely because because yes yeah when we when we look at the way that the resurrection is talked about when um when paul describes it when the, it's described in uh, uh, in the gospel records and the the output that we see from early christians is it's not treated as um as a sort of a uh, a spiritualized parable story meant to uh, to um you know briefly encourage people to 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 good works but but nothing more um it's not presented as you know something that happens on a uh, you know out, outside of space and time or 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 anything like that and it's merely just something to uh, to to be a, a sort of a, a gentle encouragement or or something along those lines instead it's presented as this uh, incredibly realistic incredibly um brutal and and gory and difficult um and challenging uh, story as well um that nevertheless is rooted in history and so therefore as you say impacts the the people there clearly very um very powerfully but then also continues um to to exert that same power on on christians um throughout history it links up with with sort of promises made and and links up with with the things that jesus talked about and uh, his the understanding of who he was and what he was doing and and what people following him were were doing as well um so so absolutely yes i i think that uh, no that that absolutely tracks and, and makes sense okay so it's because it's a it's a it's a big and it's a bold major claim that puts Christianity in in the historical category, not purely in a in a spiritualized sort of thing. Are there any other things that we we sort of see Christians doing or we see Christians believing because of the resurrection? What sort of effect does it have on them? You talked about sort of future hope and things like that. Are there any other things that we could think about that we uh, we see Christians doing or believing because of their their belief in the resurrection? So I think the the the, the main claim that, that they that they make is that this this man Jesus, because he was raised from the dead, you previously you were kind of you were separated from God, particularly if you were if you were Jewish, you, you had this you had this gap, you had this chasm between man and between God. And and what Jesus has done, he's he's closed that gap, he's brought us back to God. And that that is I would suggest the the fundamental, the the most important thing that these Christians say that that the resurrection of the death and the resurrection of Jesus brings us back to God. And, and if he bring if if he brings us back to God, then then that can completely change your way of life. Um, it changes how you want to respond to the world around you. And that's what they go on to do. Um, that's how they go on to interact with the world in a completely different way. And then ultimately say, well, we might be able to do this in the world now. We might be able to change the way things happen on a small scale in our own lives, in the lives of, of our community. But ultimately, we're looking for something bigger, um, something more complete. And I think that's probably the kind of the second key message that came that came from it and they tried to that they tried to show um that that jesus was going to come back to to bring a a renewal it is a it is a major point isn't it because that's what we see um in in practice as well they are um emboldened and empowered 
um, and go from this, you know, this this band of you know demoralized followers who have just lost their their leader um, and their you know the 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 years that they had spent sort of following him, listening to his teaching seems to be undone because he's been he's been crushed um, under the uh, the Roman Empire, the political and and religious authorities of the day, and and he is no more, and uh, there's no leader sort of. Uh, standing up to, uh, to to sort things out and bring the the, the things that they had hoped for about, um, and yet history shows us that instead of just staying this this sort of group of um, of, of, of disparate people who you would expect to just disperse and uh, and and perhaps be mentioned in some old annals and things like that, but don't amount for, to very much. Instead, we see the creation and the sort of the momentum building on what becomes the most diverse, the most multi-ethnic and multicultural movement that the earth has ever known. And the power of the uh, the resurrection is what is is fueling that. Because for the early Christians, um, it isn't just a historical event. They find um, energy, they find utility, they find power in its compelling message. And so Jesus for Christians um, ratified and demonstrated in, in the resurrection is more than just a teacher, he's more than just a popular figure who, who leads and and at times, as you say, causes us to, to think our reactions and might want to reorient our lives a little bit through his nice teaching. But instead, in uh, the, the first century, we see um, these, these groups of people who have come to believe that this man was resurrected from the dead, and that forms communities, that sort of builds groups of people who are, um, you know, divided uh, in, in their societies by, by age, um, by race, and by sex, and by, uh, you know, employment status, and all those kind of things. And instead, this, this man who was just from a, a, you know, a small, unimportant hamlet in, in the north of Israel, and his message where he sort of speaks up for the poor and the oppressed and the people who are sick and needy and rails against the, the powers that put them there and rails against the people that ignore them, this group of people is is empowered, is emboldened, is energised by what they believe about the resurrection. And so I think that goes quite some way for, for me personally as to why Christians still keep talking about the resurrection, why they still keep thinking about it, because it, it, it demonstrates that if you believe in a God and if you believe that God caused the resurrection to happen, we see um, God on the side of, of someone who was who was killed wrongly and and he is raised back to life because of what he said and because of what he did and because he is so vital and so important and energizing and useful and instructional and all these things that he must be brought back from the life and that people who believe in 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 these things that have happened and associate themselves with them and align and reorient their lives around it um, can participate they can be part of of what they uh, have come to believe and understand uh, was going on in the resurrection. And so we see, you know, the God of all creation on the side of this murdered man who is willing and able to raise him back to life from the dead, and that that is extended to those who, who choose to uh, to follow him in their lives as well. And, and when we think about what happened to a lot of those first followers who went about preaching that message, who went saying you know this is this is what's happened this is how it's changed my life they ended up in some pretty pretty sticky situations and and ultimately uh paying paying price with with their life and i think that just gives us an extra hey i think it probably tells us something about the nature of the claims mm -hmm. um, but also about how it really did 
change and inspire a different way of life from these people to the extent that they were happy to go to their grave saying, this Jesus, he rose from the dead, and I'm not going to change my mind no matter mm. what you do to me. Yes, it mean yes, it means so much to me that I'm 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 very literally willing to die on uh, on this hill. Yeah, having skin in the game, I think hopefully we've we've demonstrated some reasons, historical uh, reasons for why you should be interested in this subject, and hopefully also a bit of understanding and a bit of uh, um, uh, context as to why Christians think it's so important. Nathan, I've really enjoyed this discussion. Thank you very much for uh, for coming on the Bible Feed podcast. Thank you. Excellent. Well, happy Easter, everyone. Um, uh, we'd love to hear from you um, if there are any other reasons. For example, if you are a believer, that uh, other things we might not have mentioned that you find compelling and interesting um, as to uh, uh, reasons for belief in the resurrection of Jesus, or indeed things that it uh, inspires and, and motivates and sort of brings up in your mind and your life. Um, and also, indeed, if there are other ways to understand the uh, the evidence that we've uh, some of the evidence that we've looked at this evening, we would love to hear from you about that. Um, stay safe, everyone. Keep uh, keep washing your hands. Keep washing your hands, Nathan. And uh, hopefully, we'll be able to uh, to do some more of these uh, events in person in the future. Um, but uh, uh, that said, thank you very much for uh, for being with here and uh, being with us here. And uh, and good evening. listening to the bible feed podcast thanks for joining us we're always keen to hear what you think hear your questions or subjects you'd like to discuss so get in touch with us on our facebook page or send a message from our webpage at biblefeed.org and be part of the journey mm-hmm.